0: Dubnik and Donato return to Minnesota, and unfortunately their new team ends up on the losing side. We'll talk about that, maybe some CUDA talk, and a way to get the wraparound going big time. Let's do this right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Friday night, uh, January 22nd, 2021. The San Jose Sharks lose to the Minnesota Wild 4-1. We're here to break it down for you, and welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game, so of course... Deal together and interact with us, chat with us, and fellow Sharks fans on the page or the app. And of course, follow us on the social Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course, Discord. And find everything at tealtownusa.com. And I we already see somebody is really excited to have Ian Reed back with you, but also Satan uh apparently satan is excited for for you satan is here for ian reed so ian you have a following apparently but uh first off it's been a while how you been how's everybody up there
1: uh so far so good i mean it's uh it's fine you know we're all locked down and
0: uh you know good times so your lockdown is like a pretty tight lockdown it's not like we're i hate to say california is just like mm, we don't care Eh, it's all. I mean,
1: I don't know. I mean, it's. I don't really want to get
0: too deep into this. I just. It's. It is what it
1: is. Gotcha. Well, like it's. It's. It's kind of like right now we have a stay-at-home order, but it's kind of toothless. Um, but like, I don't know. I mean, I, right now my work's completely curbside, so makes my life easier. But um, yeah, it's just it is what it is.
0: Gotcha. Well, I hope you and the family are doing all right. Well, yeah, just... we're good well wishes to you all uh we'll get to some of your comments in the chat right now before we get get on the recap of this game raphael snip we can't score where have i seen this movie before let's say the first 29 years uh laurel good to see you my friend i still had hopes for this year but then we lost to the wild hey minnesota has been on a good run to begin this season so you know uh proud rhetoric uh Burns played like crap tonight. Holy Hannah. Um, I don't know how holy Hannah is, but, you know, let's see. Oh, Davalos. Oh, boy. We aren't even playing Vancouver. So, but good to see you, bud. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just like a lot of people are feeling down after this one, Ian. I, I mean, I don't blame them.
1: Um, I, I, It's very I never thought that I would come on here and, and be like, you know, the Sharks, the better team won tonight. And then that better team is the Minnesota wild. I can understand <laughs> the, I can understand the frustration a little bit, but uh, I mean, Minnesota really was the better team tonight. I thought the Sharks, especially in the second period, I mean the third period they had their moments because they had to turn on the juice a little bit with the score being down and, you know, they had tried to open up things a little bit, but Minnesota's Four check was just relentless tonight, and the Sharks, for the most part, didn't have an answer for it. I thought that the top two lines were not very good tonight. I mean, it's that fourth line was really good. It seemed like no matter who they slotted in on that fourth line, it, it was really good. Um, when they had, um, it was we, we had Marlow, Nieto, and Sorensen, and Sorensen was the really the drinkster on that line, which was nice to see, right? A, a little bit there. Um, and, but even when they, when they substituted, um, Nieto for Nason, I I thought that was a really good line too. I thought, you know, they, they generated some chances, but, um, the top two lines weren't very good, especially the second line. I didn't really like the second line tonight. The third line had its moments too. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought Gambrel had a surprisingly good game. Gambrel's a guy I've been pretty down on. Um, but I thought he had a pretty good game tonight. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, this the it wasn't there from the top two lines, and um, I, it wasn't their best effort, um, I don't think. But but I think you do have to give credit to the to the Wild because I again their forecheck was relentless, and yeah. that was a big factor. The Sharks just did not have an answer for it, and that's going to be you know especially in the second period. Um, and I don't want to get too much into because I know we got to like kind of break down the game phase right. by phase, but. Um, so I, I'm going to stop before I just lead the show all over the place.
0: Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, but yeah, let's get to some of the comments already coming out of the Sharks dressing room. Bugner saying we played well enough to win, but we need more offense. There's too much hesitation. Uh, Timo Meyer saying we have to keep more simple. Net presence is important. We moved the puck well, but we weren't really dangerous.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like, I think I think that is a good, accurate thing, because there was times where the Sharks did have some sustained pressure, but they did nothing with it. That the power play, I think it was in the third period, mid start the third period, maybe, or th- maybe it was the um, maybe it was the end of the second. I think it was the Greenway, uh, the Greenway double minor like the yeah. Sharks controlled it, but
0: there was nothing going on at all. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like they were off to, they're going to get a chance to get off to a good start. I mean, Benino gets a penalty like 12 seconds into the game, and he's like, okay, come on, boys, let's get this one power play going. And it's like you were waiting for them to do something, and it was kind of a little lackadaisical, but just because, you know, you saw these drop passes, they were trying to get all, all fancy and such with everything, and it just seems like couldn't yeah. get it going and, it, and that's where I think the frustration you can kind of see it from some of the quotes coming out of the dressing room tonight and I think with fellow Sharks fans as to see why this isn't working out uh, too well
1: yeah I mean there's a there's a conversation I was in on Twitter about that power play actually and I think part of the problem was is like there's more people on the ice than Carlson and Burns but you would never know it because no one else got the puck and you want to see, like, if, if Burns is going to, you know, be the guy, you need, he needs to take quick shots, you know, cause a rebound, you know, and then hopefully you can pressure something down low, scoop up some garbage or whatever. I, I didn't like the fact that, like, it was just Carlson and Burns passing, and I just, like, I felt that Burns had the puck too long. Like, he just wasn't doing anything with the puck quick enough when he finally had it. And you, you don't always want to do... Like, you don't always want to just get rid of the puck. Like, I think Nieto's goal is a perfect example of sometimes you have to hold on to the puck and, you know, make your play. If Mm -hmm. Nieto just wings that the second he gets it, that's not a goal. You know, so there is times where you do want to see the puck move a little bit quicker than than not. But I, I just, I don't know. On that power play, it just, it was frustrating because it's like you said, you know, they had this, they had the, they sustained possession, but they just, they did nothing with it.
0: And and just fell apart some places. I mean, there was one. I know we're kind of getting all over the place, but you know the one setup that Ek sixty five had set up was trying to get to an open point. Then it clears out, and then becomes a two on one the other way for Minnesota. So, uh kind of doing something a little different, folks. So let's let's before we recap this game here. So I know a lot of you, especially Laurel, are are do enjoy the wraparound uh portion of our program that we've been we've done in the past we're doing things a little bit different so we're at 20 people watching now if we can get to 25 likes before the end of the show we will do a re- uh, do a, i almost caught myself there do a wraparound Ooh. if we do if we get 25 likes and uh, a couple of good donations, and AJ's going to keep an eye on it with the Venmo. Uh, of course, you can always uh, Venmo us at Teal Town USA for um, supporting the show. We appreciate that immensely. It goes to help us improve everything that we got going on here. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to do that too. Now, if it's a large donation, I actually have to call it what Laurel likes to call it. So. You guys and gals know exactly what to do now. So with that, let's talk about this hockey game. Uh we kinda talked about it a little bit already, but you know, Benino takes a penalty early, nothing happens, then of course Minnesota comes back, Erickson Eck uh gets I thought this was a weak goal on Dubnik. Kinda tips in and it goes through the vive hole to make it one nothing. I just like there's something that just you know to to kind of say meh it was meh
1: yeah that was it was a soft goal uh
0: there's no there's
1: no two ways around it um I think that yeah like yeah there was a tip but like if Dubnik just has to hold his ground and keep his five-hole closed for three more seconds and that bounces away right um I don't know if he just lost track of it or you know I'm not sure what happened there but I didn't like that goal I thought it was a soft goal I I didn't think Dubnik played a a bad game tonight, but I didn't like that goal.
0: Yeah, I didn't like it either. It it it's like disappointing uh to see because it's just like, oh, close your legs, Duby. Come on. Uh but I did like the response back with yeah. Long Beach native Matt Nieto um kind of kind of a sneaky uh shot that stayed on the ice to go uh left side uh, low post and in to tie it up at one. Um, But you kind of mentioned it already. Third and fourth lines, I think were the better lines tonight in in this game.
1: Yeah, uh, this, this line was great Um, for, for the most, like this was one of the few lines that had sustained pressure on a semi-regular basis, which is good. I mean, it's your fourth line. So uh, anything you get out of, it's going to be great. But I thought um, also like, Really nice move by by Carlson to get Nieto the puck. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, it's like it's it's one of those things where sometimes, you know, you want to get rid of the puck right away, but you know, Nieto takes that extra second and and that's the difference between a goal and a save in this situation. Okay. Uh I thought, you know, it was great, great poise by him to, you know, to take his time and, and put it in proper. Um just a really, really good game by this line. Uh in general. I mean the like we said, the bottom six was the better of the of the forwards tonight. But like I this Nieto um, Sorensen, I thought Sorensen had a hell of a game. Um, Like if if I had to like pick like who had the best game, like Sorensen would be high up there on my list. I thought he was really uh, he was very drink (laughs) story. Like, yeah, I just I I really I really like this line. I really like this play again. uh, Really nice pass by Carlson to get the puck over to Nieto and Nieto you know having the patience to to do it right and it pays off and you know I thought all right it's not you know not the greatest game the Sharks have played but we're in it it's gonna be okay and ugh. Ugh.
0: yeah no you you, you think in 1-1 one, one, they're playing fairly well through the first 20 minutes um let's talk about that hit that uh Eric Carlson took uh, about midway through the first period kind of lifened him up he got his um his mouth bloodied up a bit uh we don't know how if he lost any teeth or chiclets in there uh but uh he got up and he was really going after Kaprizov Uh, but Erickson Eck was the person who kind of hit him and then Kaprizov kind of had his his hand up high which of course the butt end might have been involved there as well uh what did you think of it and should have been a penalty or just good just a good hockey hit that could have been uh, no, no. I think that could have been. I, I I think it was boarding.
1: And, you know, if it was called, then that's not a goal. But, I, I mean, it, it was probably boarding, but I'm not, like, super. Like, the, the Sharks have bigger problems than that this right. game. So, I don't really want to, like, I, it could have been a boarding call. I thought it was a pretty clear boarding call. But, at the same time, I'm, you know, it's hockey.
0: Yeah. There was that one. And then right before... Parisi scores uh, that's that's how he pronounces it right now this week right Parisi not Parise I, I mean I get confused by it but but right before the the game-winning goal by Parisi, um you know I saw Kaprizov take a take a shot and uh, to me it looked like a boarding call that was missed again as Kaprizov hit, throws uh Donato into the boards and the referee looked kind of right up to it. I don't know if he caught that one.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. I
0: mean, or might be (laughs) nitpicky.
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Like, yeah, there's a couple calls. I mean, there's a couple calls that went on the Sharks in the first that I thought were pretty soft. But I mean, I don't, I just, I don't know. I just don't want to like make it sound like officiating was the story of this game because it really wasn't. No,
0: no, it wasn't. There are a bunch of other. Issues that the Sharks had uh tonight. Um of course that eventually led to the game winning goal by Zach Parisi. Uh that's a tough one for Dubnik, I thought, uh, to make it two one. Then you get a little bit of kerfuffle with you know Ferraro and Greenway and that was just a mugging. That was a straight up mugging. It's <laughs> there's like, no kerfuffle, it's just a mugging. It's <laughs> like why yada, you know and they sit down sharks don't do anything on that power play either but that I mean no, know that power play that that was the one like
1: we were talking about earlier where it's like they had possession and then you know but it didn't look nearly as dangerous as it probably should have looked considering how the sharks were moving the puck around with these
0: yeah and, and definitely moving around they definitely were getting chances but just nothing going in uh we should mention by the second period you know uh Minnesota goes to their backup, which, of course, we all know that's the that's the nightmare for the Sharks. Uh, they go to uh, Kakinen after Cal, Cam Talbot gets injured late in the first period. Uh, but like I was saying before we went on, you know, the second period was kind of the change of everything. Minnesota took this game over, and I don't know about the second periods, but it's kind of like when you're playing NHL... Well, for me, I would say NHL 94, you're going up against a, uh, a friend who's next mm-hmm. to you. And, you know, you're so used to going like from the bottom of the screen to the top uh, the whole time. And then your friend comes over and then all of a sudden you have to you, you don't understand. You, you gotta have switch to, go, yeah, periods. to go down. You have to go back downward. That's what it seems like for the Sharks. It's like we don't know how to play hockey in the second period. Yeah, I I mean
1: that's when Minnesota really established their forecheck and that was I mean that if you want the story of the game, that's the story of the game. The Minnesota forecheck was relentless this game. Um and it really, you know, the, the Sharks they I mean they you know, they had a couple chances but really they just got buried in their own zone and they and they couldn't get out. And if they did get out, it was quickly, you know, it was like a pass that was kind of you know their breakouts weren't very good so it'd be a, a pass they just get you know turned around back at their blue line and back into the shark zone it went um wash rinse repeat for basically the whole period yeah. i mean the the wilds four check was relentless which is unfortunate because you know I, I was hoping that with the wilds backup goalie coming in you know you kind of want to get some get some pucks on them early to see you know but the he wasn't very busy in that second period,
0: uh, and the funny thing is, is that he uh, Kakinen hadn't played since March twenty second, and I think he got injured when he was a member of the Iowa Wild playing in San Jose against the Barracuda. You know, it's it's one of those weird things that, uh, well, maybe not March twenty second because I think everything was locked down by then, but it might be March second. You know, uh, it's just. One of those weird things where it's just like, come on, guys, let's get let's get this better. You know, uh, you know, we also saw that Kaprizov went to go. I call it the hurdle because I think he kind of introduced reintroduced it to everybody. But Kaprizov tries to go all hurdle on Dov and Dubnik. Dubnik apparently got a piece of it because in post game he says I can't believe he made that move. I just thank God I got a piece of it because it's a nightmare when somebody makes a move that, oh, yeah, and then somebody puts him back of the net.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be like on the highlight reels for the rest of the year. Like that would be like that's going to be a goal of the year candidate when you, Oh yeah. When you score that. I I that kid's legit. Like uh Minnesota's like for a team that's usually like boring as hell to watch. Like that what a great player to have in that market cuz I think that team like that team has never really been an overly exciting team to watch but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean that that kid's legit and I think he's going to be fantastic
0: the potential to be what Miriam Gabrick was supposed to be when the Wild came into the league yeah and, and definitely has the flashy moves for it
1: yeah I I I thought he played a hell of a game tonight like I don't know, like it's it's good it's good for that market. I, I think that market needs a, a dynamic player and I think that he's gonna he's gonna do really well there. Um and really other than that, like because again this game, like it was just four check, it was just hockey hockey one oh one, like the the that's the way the wild play. Like it, it was a, just a straight up hockey one on one game. It wasn't anything super flashy other than that move that you know, that got them the win. Right.
0: And you know nothing fancy they they uh oh, oh boy <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one comment in a sec uh but the other thing too is is that the ad they had a bunch of chances and they looked good i thought they had some really good chances you know in the third period especially late in the third period i thought they had it but then uh, minnesota would add a couple empty netters to finish this game out uh I, I outside that weak goal early on. I thought Dominic had had a good night tonight. Yeah, I I mean the second the second goal,
1: I, you want to see him control that rebound a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But like Zach Parise could have brewed a pot of coffee and still put that puck in the net with how much time he had in front of the in front of the goal. So it's not compl- you know it's not only on Dubnik. You would want to see him you know, handle that rebound a little bit better. But all, all in all, I thought, yeah, I thought Dubnik had a good game. I thought Jones had a good game last game. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, um, if they're just going to keep alternating back and forth uh, going forward. Cause I, I, I thought both goalies like last couple of games, I thought the goalies were fine.
0: Yeah. No, the last two, they've been good. They need to be better though. Uh, I think this whole team needs to be better. They need to find kind of, find that right mix not I'm not going to get all Ron Wilson bake a cake analogy here but they find that right mix of defense and offense because I thought they played fairly well defensively tonight there may have been breakdown here and there but I didn't think it was awful Uh, so but Dubnik you know 25 saves on 27 chances 926 save percentage I thought very credible. Uh, defensively, I, I'm not going to try to read the time on ice tonight, but I mm. find it interesting that Sh- Redeem Shimmick only had 11:30, and Mark Edward Vlasic only had 18:37. Um, you know, you see Ferraro at 21 minutes, and of course Carlson and Burns at 28.
1: How much? How much power play time though? Because I think like that probably has plays a factor there. Yeah, I think he, Burns and Carlson had to have locked a ton of minutes tonight.
0: Yeah. Carlson had nearly six minutes Burns had a little over five yeah so, that, so that'll do that for you big time there uh they all pretty much were evenly split with the uh shorthanded so you know it's it's tough Faceoff wise they were a lot better tonight I mean we talked about a few games ago how putrid they were at one point during the one of the Arizona games they had like 21 percent you know they 58 to 42 so that's are getting better yeah. I that. like
1: Noah Gragger man, but he's he gets destroyed in the dot. Yeah. Um,
0: so,
1: and I thought Gambral handled himself uh well in that spot. It, he wasn't. It, I mean, he wasn't great. He was still. He was he was below fifty, but it's better than nothing, I guess. I don't know.
0: You hate to have small victories and losses because we all know the the capability of this team, but um, uh, you know. Uh, tough minus threes, and I, I, I can just hear Chris JWS, You know, ha- about to go have me go off on, on, on plus minus, but Evander Kane, one yeah, shot on goal minus three.
1: Like puck bot bounces goes the other way. I mean, they're your empty net, so you're still technically, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not a power play, so you still. You still rack up a minus on those on those goals when there's no goalie in the net. I think it looks a lot worse than that makes it look a lot worse than it was Mm -hmm. when you get a couple garbage time goals at the end of the game, and then you know um, you have some minuses rack up because of it. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. I don't know. Like that's not a defense of the like the some of the players that you're looking at. I, I don't think it's like a complete defense of them, but it's. It has to be said, like you got a couple of garbage time goals at the end of the thing and lifts your minuses up. It makes it look a lot worse than it was.
0: Sure. No, I mean, you look at Evander Kane, you'd say no points, minus three, one shot on goal, uh, no hits. I mean, thankfully, he stayed out of the penalty box. He finally listened to, to Zach after all these times. Uh, <laughs> you know, Ryan Donato, though, no points, minus three, had five shots on goal. I, I, To me, I noticed... I he has some dangerous chances. Like yeah. you'd like to see him bury it, but um, I thought, yeah,
1: I mean, Ryan Donato was—he was—he was looking like he was. Uh, I thought he played all right. Yeah, um, you know, you'd like to, obviously you you need to bury something, but mm. um, I don't fault his effort tonight. I thought the effort was definitely there. No,
0: and, and definitely getting a lot more comments in the chat. And Ricky Barnes, Barton Slager. Uh, hope I said that right. Uh, a couple of comments from uh, Ricky. Donato had a monster game. I think he earned his way in onto that Couture line. Uh, I think he looked pretty good and definitely trying to trying to prove uh, your former team's management wrong
1: for sure. Yeah, uh, and he's also you know, and I think he's also trying to prove he's a you know, he wanted to be a top six guy, and he's trying to prove that he's a top six guy. So, yeah. um, you know, kudos to him. I I don't know. I mean, look
0: at. Hit, the way the blinds get blendered up I I mean he'll be there eventually right (laughs) right Uh, it's it's just a matter of time you know
1: although you know what I I will say this I will say this like for for the usual complaints about the blender they had to do something because they were just there was nothing after that second period you had to shift things around like there's times to use the blender and there's times when the blender is just lazy coach I'm doing something I I kind of okay the blender this time around because oh, totally. you had to try and find something because that four check that four check was just killing the sharks and no. they had to find a way out of it and they didn't really find a way out of it in the third period but no you gotta give them credit for trying something no. you couldn't just you could just keep going the status quo it wasn't working those lines were getting hammered
0: yeah absolutely i i, I think you had to change something up just try to see if something will get a spark going there uh but it was too little too late uh Ricky had also mentioned, you know, uh, Meyer is invisible at best. He's had a couple of plays where he's clearly is doing poorly. Uh, Timo Meyer and Kevin LeBanc, this
1: game, I felt they just tried to do sometimes, sometimes like you can try to do too much. Um, like, I I don't know. I mean, near the end, I thought, you know, Timo driving to the net. That's the kind of thing you want to see a kid with his body do right drive to the net with the puck um Kevin LeBanc on the other hand like they I think they both try to do too much sometimes though and they both try to look for plays that aren't there and I think when you're getting killed by a forecheck like that I think it's it's a frustrating it's it's a very frustrating thing to get just completely hammered by another team's forecheck Um, and I think it makes you do frustrating things. It makes you look for plays that aren't there. Kevin LeBanc tonight, I thought looked for passes that just weren't there. And I think Kevin LeBanc, like, I think one of his, one of his skills that he's actually really sneaky good at is that he's a pretty decent passer, but some of the passes he tried to make tonight, like Joe Thornton's not making those passes. (laughs) Don't like, what are you doing? Um, yeah, I think both guys, I, I feel they just tried to do too much with nothing. And, sometimes you know something if the play sometimes the play is just not there right. and when you try to force a play that's not there you're just gonna turn it over
0: it's gonna go back the other way there there was even that you talk about lebank and Meyer uh ek65 you know was definitely trying to find an opening i remember uh you know I think it was in the third period when they were on the power play or late in the power play he was trying to set it back up to I think either it was either vlasic or um uh, Ferraro and mm-hmm. you know he just missed the angle and it led to a two on one that way so I think the the guys are, are trying a little too hard and they just need to simplify their game especially on the road some of them well I mean all their games are on the road let's be honest um... <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah no i think i i think there's something to that i also think though at the end of both period like at the end of every period the i thought the puck was bouncing a lot too and that didn't help anything like i thought i especially at the end of the second and third i thought that puck was really bouncing around yeah
0: and, and you it makes you wonder uh you know we we heard about the recall on the, on the pucks uh, Early, right. the <laughs> maybe they're still using the old batch. Who knows? Uh, Aging, yeah. Aj, AG bringing up a good stat. Kane has zero pims in the first game of back to backs. All of his pims have come in the second game so far. That's interesting. Just to see how that. I don't. You know. I, is it though? Because like.
1: That's going to be the the, the interesting storyline of the season, right? With all these games and with the way that the, the schedule is, like everyone's playing back-to-back games. So you're going to get – I'm not surprised that, you know, a guy might get under his skin in game one and he goes and tries to do something about a game two, right? Like you're going to see a lot of these – you're going to see a lot of – I think you're going to see a lot of this in, in a lot of games where, you know, that second or third, in some cases, you know, three or four games in a row, it's like a playoff series. Right. Without, you know, without the, the the stakes, but it's still that amount of familiarity. I mean, I think you're going to see the guys, you know, really get their, you know, they're going to get upset easier in, in the second and third game against the same guys. It's just it's the nature of the beast, right?
0: Oh, right. I mean, we you kind of saw at the end of uh, Vancouver and Montreal uh, how things got a little out of hand with like Tyler, Tyler, my, the, the, Tyler Myers and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how it can get ugly, and, and they have their third game tomorrow. Oh, that should be an interesting one, <laughs> indeed. You know, yeah, like so. it's. You, I think you're gonna see a
1: lot of like, especially when you because when you face the same team over and over again, it's gonna get testier. The way the longer it goes on, the longer you play the same team in succession, the more it's gonna get ugly. Like, especially, especially if you know a team's lost you know if they're on the third game of three games against the same team
0: and they've lost the first two like those games are going to get ugly and, and talk about the uh, guy that you know we talk about donato wanting to send a message maybe back to minnesota brass you know talk about tyler to sending a message to vancouver gm jim benning five goals in in the two games against vancouver yeah yikes <laughs> yikes all right. Uh, let's see. We we have an, another guest that we're going to try to bring on. Hopefully, he's on the uh, online. Kevin, if you are watching, I'm calling you. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see see what happens here. Oh, Kevin, are you uh, with us? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Oh. I think we hear there him. He comes. There we go. All right. Well, that didn't work out too well, did it? You know, <laughs> the, the names are mixed up again. Dang it! You take a guess, and next thing you know, you know.
2: What was the thing about the names are changed, but the stories are real? Like is that like a, a law show or something? Oh, like uh, oh, like gosh. Law and Order. Yeah, something like that, where it's like, uh, the names have been changed, but the stories are real. The podcasters are real. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so, boy. Ian, it's been a long time. It has so been
1: I, too long, my friend.
2: I, I think we need to stage a a coup here oh. uh, and uh, take <laughs> over this show. We're There's taking no taking over, too. over There's no too, too long.
0: But uh, Kevin's here to talk about the Barracuda but I, before we get to the Barracuda, uh, Kevin, I do want to ask this about from Ricky. Uh, so I'll throw this to both of you. Do you think, do you guys think having Leonard on the third line is good for his development? His skill set nope. doesn't seem to match the role. I thought he really looked good on the hurdle line. It's so
1: hard to, for me, like, I'll answer first. Like, I, I didn't have any real issues with him individually, but like, again, like, I don't know. I, I didn't think he had a bad game. I don't. Maybe he's not being used. I need to see more. Like I just need to see more.
0: I haven't. I'm undecided. All right. And with that, well, before we get to the, where the hell is the turtleneck? <laughs>
2: I almost, I almost wore it tonight. And believe it or not, outside of um, my kind of my mock neck thing that I wear when I play hockey. A couple of times I've worn that for skating outside to get some exercise. I have not actually worn a traditional turtleneck since um, this before the pandemic.
0: What? So, no, yeah. that's not true. That is not true. Oh, you did it that one time. Accent. We did a retro after dark.
2: That's right, yes. since the retro After Dark with the uh, the Penguins game. That's the last time I wore a turtleneck.
0: And with that, <laughs> let's chat some Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda! All right. And <laughs> hey, AJ, having fun. Uh, playing the part of the turtleneck tonight is a beanie. <laughs> well, it was after I messed my hair up
2: with the NWO hat and I had to put something on. Plus, uh, plus I'm showing
0: unity here with oh, Ian. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And, and with me a little bit with the uh, Barracuda jersey. <laughs> so let's go. let's hear about the Barracuda. They had a two I almost want to call since we're doing series now in hockey, a two game series. You know, they were they played Anaheim earlier in the week. Or Anaheim's affiliate, excuse me, in Irvine. You know, let's get all my California geography out of whack here. Uh, but today they took on uh, the Ontario Reign. Kevin, tell us about it.
2: Yeah, they played in El Segundo. Actually, that rink uh, looked pretty nice from the photos that I saw, but I digress. Unfortunately, the Barracuda lost today, 3-2 uh, to two in shootout. And I do say today yep. uh, because I don't want to owe Randy Hahn a burger or something saying this <laughs> evening. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they lost in shootout. A uh, very interesting storyline so far coming out of the Barracuda camp is the emergence of goal-scoring sensation Curtis Gabriel because we all saw that coming. Maybe that's what the Sharks need to uh, put some offense up is get Curtis Gabriel in the lineup. But yesterday in the second game against the Goals, the one that the Barracuda won, to one Gabriel scored 32 seconds in and then today against Ontario he scored 15 seconds in so uh, I think he's capitalizing on teams not expecting him to score because I certainly didn't Uh, so uh, you know he's capitalizing on some snoozing teams here but uh, unfortunately uh, Mr. Quinton Byfield a certain high round High uh, draft pick in this past draft of the LA Kings. He did get a goal to tie that game. The rain took the lead. Jaden uh put one on the board. I think I'm going to actually uh, trademark that. Scrabble put one on the board uh, <laughs> to tie the game. But um, there's not a whole lot to really talk about in terms of the game. Uh, it was supposed to be... Uh, available on the sharks audio network but unfortunately nick nolenberger right now is under the weather and hopefully it's nothing serious Uh, but he is being kept away from the team right now as a precaution uh today was supposed to be the first game uh for the barracuda on the audio network so that also kind of plays into i'd like to get an episode of in the reef out for everybody here soon. Uh, Nick and I have been talking throughout the week really about it, but um, now with him being under the weather, I don't know if he'll be able to join us, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully we'll have a show for you guys soon. Um, but yeah, uh, Barracuda are one, one and one so far in the, in the preseason.
0: <laughs> and, and of course the, their schedule came out today. we uh, playing 40 games uh they'll be playing through march or excuse me may 18th uh and three homes they'll 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 also call arizona home most likely uh due to santa clara county restrictions uh but they're also going to play some at solar for america ice as well
2: yeah i thought they were the barracuda would actually play more games at solar for america ice just given the the financial costs that it takes to run these AHL games in NHL arenas. A lot of the AHL teams have been uh, trying to push games over to their practice facilities. Um, Ontario Reign, I know are are one of those teams that I believe they're playing their entire season at their practice facility in El Segundo. If I'm not, I might be mistaken on that, but I thought that was a thing. Um, But yeah, only six games at solar for America, but uh, I guess they can kind of get used to that since that will be their future home a different rink a nicer rink but it will be their future home here in a couple of years so uh yeah looking forward to that i thought it was interesting guys that they start the season with a three game set against tucson as the home team playing (laughs) in tucson and then after three games in texas they go back to tucson for three road games against tucson and then we and then they don't play tucson the rest of the season so
0: 2021 everyone
2: yeah
0: (laughs) uh here's a question from aj and this one i don't know about haven't restrictions pushed the stockton heat to canada uh what's the situation with with uh with the ahl and the border because of course you have seven canadian uh nhl squads what's the situation there because i heard the just ramblings on on listening to sports radio up there that there's some scrambles to get goalie some time in other teams um, teams.
2: Yeah, the thing about it, first off, aren't you glad that the Sharks moved the Barracuda or moved the Worcester Sharks to San Jose for that proximity? Uh, because I, I wonder if the Sharks still had the affiliate in Worcester, if they'd even have a team this year. Um, the Alberta situation for the Stockton Heat is very weird. I've been on record saying that I didn't think the Heat would ever play a game in Stockton ever again uh, because the Flames have made no secret about trying to get out of there. They're just looking for a new full-time affiliate. The idea of playing these games in Canada or having their affiliate based in Canada is very perplexing to me, given that the AHL announced their schedule today. The Heat are in the Pacific Division <laughs> and the border, just like in the NHL, the border is closed between Canada and the US. So the Canadian teams are playing in Canada. There was a lot of discussion about having all 31, well, all 28 teams that are playing play in america but uh that didn't end up happening so there is a canadian division there and how is stockton going to play in the pacific in canada so darren drager's tweet was very interesting given the timing Mm -hmm. Uh, i do think that there is truth to it but I I, I, some some bit of info is missing right now with that situation. And I'm curious to see what happens, because obviously it's a fluid situation, guys, in general. Mm, Right. But uh, I, I can't imagine that they're going into it expecting that on Monday, suddenly psych we're changing the schedule all over again because (laughs) the heat are now in canada like i I, something's something's missing there
0: and and i would have it i would find it really tough to have them house three teams in the saddle dome with the flames the heat and of course the western hockey league's hitman um i'm not sure government officials would be thrilled to have you know they don't care (laughs) How dare they? If they didn't have, if they had Doctor Bonnie Henry in British Columbia and Alberta, this would be no I'm kidding. Not, I'm no, not I kidding. don't know.
1: I, I, I think that, I mean, obviously they don't want like a lot of travel. But I think if the, if the if they need a player, they're just gonna have to quarantine and figure it out. So I don't know. I mean, they'll figure it out. They always do. Money talks in these situations. Yeah,
2: I'm it, really curious when it comes to trades. Which I was wondering if I would come on here to have a, a trade to announce, but so far Dubois is still on the Blue Jack. Um, <laughs> we, would, we
0: would have had it all queued up and everything if, yeah. if that was the case. But I
2: am curious, just when you're talking about assignments, Ian, like trades as well. Like, are we mm-hmm. going to see trade interdivisional trades because of quarantine? I, it's not. Oh. I, I, it's 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 going to be
1: interesting, right? Because yes. Yeah. I think, I mean, obviously there's going to have to be... It's it's so difficult, right? Because I just feel like it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, mm-hmm. there's rules for me and you, and then there's rules for these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, because th- that's just the way these things work, right? So, because the players that are, you know, they're all supposed to be keeping to themselves, like Washington got in trouble because they had too many players hanging out in a room or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like because of the way that they're they're handling the players and how they're trying to keep them from you know putting themselves in situations where they could get COVID that maybe they would be able to move a little bit easier with less quarantine time I have no idea I'm just spitballing but I just feel like it's one of those situations where me and you have rules and then there's rules for them
0: yeah, and that's the tough part is that you want to have Something to enjoy, which I think we all agree that, you know, hockey would be a welcome distraction from everything that's been going on in the world, uh, especially with COVID. Um, and uh, just trying to maneuver way around it. It's just been really tough. So um,
2: anything Speaking else? of coronavirus, real quick, guys, I forgot to mention... Max Latunov played for the Barracuda today on the third line with Scrabble and Vladislav Kotkov. So he's obviously uh, doing fine now off of the COVID-19 protocol. And uh, I'd be curious to see if he ends up getting a taxi squad spot. I don't think so. But uh, given the, the fact that the Sharks did recall him last season, uh, I, I wouldn't doubt at some point if we see Latunov get a, a, get a call up. I, I wonder, yeah, it's gonna be
1: interesting because I feel like Balsers is probably a guy who's gonna get that taxi cause gods taxi squad spot before anyone else as soon as he's all sorted, I would assume.
2: I would think so too, but I know that the Balsers has to go back through waivers to make that happen, I believe. Okay. So um we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs>
0: it'll be interesting to see who's gonna arrive
2: first sorry who's gonna arrive first rudolph balsers
0: or coach john madden <laughs> right oh geez i mean i isn't madden with the team already he's just not able to be on the bench something like that it's yeah. some something weird and convoluted like that so uh well guys earlier uh we had a donation from Raphael snit uh and we have hit 25 likes so guys oh wow it's time
2: Goddamn, coming Curtis said to give him a reach around.
0: It's still wraparound though, so uh, let's go through these scores really quickly because I really want to touch on the Pierre Luc Dubois situation in Columbus and how fun that is uh, currently going on right now. Anaheim and Colorado are tied one-one late in the second period. Uh, scores from tonight: Capitals beat the Sabers in a shootout, four to three. Uh, Sabres now 1-3-1 on the campaign. Uh, Pittsburgh in the shootout uh, beats the Rangers 4-3 to in that one. Uh, Tristan Jari gets the victory for uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, a little more interesting game in Toronto. The Leafs beat the Oilers 4-2. to Drysidle McDavid uh, get the goals for the Oilers in the loss. Jimmy Vesey actually gets uh, his second goal of the season there. Uh, in Detroit, Larkin is the only goal scorer as they lose four to one to Chicago. Uh, Patrick Kane with a goal in this one. Uh, let's continue on. You have the Sharks in the Wild lose four to one in Dallas. Dallas lets the hair down and finally gets to play uh, their season opener against the Nashville Predators. They win seven and nothing. The extra point was kicked by Kiviranta. Uh, on this one, but Joe Pavelski with a four-point night, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, just a ow uh, in that one. Just to just a quick little reminder of of Pavs doing what what Pavs does best uh, in this one. So uh, the Stars beat the Predators seven nothing, and some problems in Nashville, Yikes. even though they're two and o oh, two and two in that one, and a final. That just went final. The Arizona Coyotes hand the Vegas Golden Knights their first loss of the season. They beat the the Las Vegas Knights 5-2. And this one, Shea Theater, Cody Glass, the only goal scorers for the Knights as Dvorak, Ressard, Schmaltz, Garland, and Osterle, uh get it done for the Desert Dogs. So... That's your scores, but guys, now I want to bring up to what was essentially the elephant in the room last night, and I think we would probably be talking about it all night last night about this—the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, John Tortorella, and Pierre Luc Dubois. I yai I mean, everything that that happened with uh, uh between the, with the second and third periods, just Dubois sitting on the bench the whole time, but then you see the isolation of Dubois last shift. And I can kind of I've, I've
1: skated harder shifts in beer. Mom, I, <laughs> I have I've skated
2: harder shifts outside when, when I thought about <laughs> wearing the turtleneck earlier.
1: That's amazing.
2: I, I was funny. Cause I, I think someone there's like, obviously I have
1: like a lot of leaf friends and they're like, this is, this is what people think William Nylander does every shift.
0: <laughs> oh jeez, But, i'll start with you ian uh to see that uh and to see how torts has kind of basically put uh his general manager into uh, a corner and say okay i'm not gonna play him i know you want to take your time so you can get the best deal out of it but at this point you know i'll scratch him
1: uh, it's uh yeah it's it's a tough situation. I mean, Tortorella is a hard coach to play for. I mean, this isn't this isn't new. We know this. <laughs> this has been something that we've heard time and time again. Right. That Tortorella is an incredibly hard coach to play for. It's it's a frustrating situation. Like I can kind of see like Pierre Luc Dubois thing too because it's really hard, right? Like I, I'm not saying abolish the draft because if, if you abolish the draft, the rich get richer, the poor stay poor. Right. But you know, you end up because of the way rights work and how long teams maintain your, like you get stuck somewhere, you get drafted somewhere and it, it doesn't work out and you're stuck there for a decade before you can leave on your own without getting traded. Like it's so I can understand like frustration from both sides. Um I, I mean, it, it's unfortunate. Like, I, I think it's really unfortunate because for Columbus, because I think, Pierre-Luc dubois legit like yeah okay that wasn't uh, an amazing shift of nhl hockey but that kid's legit and whoever gets them is gonna be lo- better for it um but yeah i mean it's it's just it's a crappy situation when things break down like that especially when you're young and you just you have no say because the team owns your rights
2: well didn't pierre Luc dubois gets uh benched in the last game as well like, wasn't there a controversy about him only having a couple of shifts in the third and, and the media was asking Tortorella about, you know, are you doing anything? And then, and then Tortorella just tried to brush it off. Like, it's just, I'm just coaching the game. And then, and now this happened too. Like.
0: Yeah. To me, I, I just, you coach your game and everything. and, And I don't know, you, 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 one of your best centers for four minutes, uh, it's like, that's tough to, uh, to do. And then, then you see that shift. And... It wasn't just that shift. Uh, right.
2: NHL network showed all five of his shifts or four right. shifts or whatever it was. And they were all like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, who, who I'm sorry. To, pardon my French, but, like, but if I'm you're towards twi- and,
1: and that's the effort I'm getting, like I'm going to bench the guy too. Yeah. Even yeah, though it's probably, it's, it's a weird situation, right? Because like in, in almost any other situation, like, it's the coach that goes. It's always the coach that goes. You can fire the coach. Yeah. Can't fire the player. You can fire the coach. Like, if, but I mean, you know, like, Jarmu and man, the dude has stones. I'll give him that. Like, I will give him that because, you know, he, he has to get a good deal here. Because if he doesn't, this team's in a lot of trouble. If yep. he doesn't get a good deal for him. But I, you know what? I give him credit to have the stones to do it because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to fire the coach.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, uh, and you know the same thing happened when when the jackets traded Rick Nash. It's like you gotta get some, you gotta get something really good for him. Uh, but honestly, if this guy is gonna come in, and and honestly, I know I know some people would call Eric Carlson a diva, but to kind of pull that move, just because you're not getting your way, who and part of my French, who the fuck do you think you are? As a twenty-two yeah, year old, you know I don't know.
1: I, you know what though? Like again, like there's, it's you'd like to see him handle it better for sure, absolutely. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm I have seen this kid play hockey, a long time. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt in a new setting. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I just, just like two days ago, I can't remember who I was talking with, but I was they. They said, where do I think? Dubois will go. And I said, I think he goes to Winnipeg. I think we see a line for Dubois. And, you know, there's going to be parts involved. But I <laughs> I see that kind of a move happening. But now, when you get that kind of an effort, like, you know, he's not helping Columbus's cause for trading no, him here. But I, I still think, like,
1: cool. if I'm an NHL GM, I'm, I'm not looking at that and be like, oh, I'm not taking this guy. Like, no, I, I think it, it, things have to go. It it takes a while for things to get to that point. It's not like this has been his entire okay. Columbus. You know what I mean? Like it obviously something has come to a head here. Like there's obviously you know. And again, I'm not defending Pierre Luc Dubois. I'm just saying that if I'm a GM, I'm not going to be like, oh well, you know, instead of a first, you're only going to get a second now because those shifts suck. Like,
2: sure. right?
1: It's Pierre Luc Dubois. I will I will happily take Pierre Luc Dubois off your hands for whatever. I mean, someone in the chat said, would you do Pierre Luc Dubois for Couture? yeah In a uh, fucking heartbeat
0: no uh, uh, 31 <laughs> <laughs> No, now let me ask you this guys you know, let's just play th- theoretical here doug wilson has pulled a rabbit out of his butt there's been talk that it, it could involve la or anaheim for oh that's
1: makes me cry Like okay, now
0: la doesn't need anyone more centers oh sure of course not my my thing is is that we've seen this before with doug in 07 he hears anaheim's gonna offer up a bunch to get bill Guerin. doug wilson swoops him up and it comes out bad the same thing was said with eric carlson i mean how much time do we hear oh eric carlson's a lock he's gonna head to vegas he's gonna head to Vegas. Could, could DW sweep it under and c- get him out of nowhere? Uh, I'm not going to compare don't... the kid to Joe Thornton, but I mean, you know, we didn't see that one coming. But obviously, a roster spot's got to go. You know, to
1: possible. But I think the return that Columbus is going to ask for, like, I don't think it would be. It's, it's not be like a. It's not going to be like, oh yeah, we'll give you Couture one for one. Like you're giving up probably Hurdle plus
0: probably plus yeah i mean you're you're and i don't like that yeah i mean
2: if the sharks can pull it out i think it would take it would be LeBanc and then a lot else because but i think realistically it doesn't happen because the sharks would have to put hurdle in
1: yeah like it, it... Like if I'm if I'm Keklin and I'm I'm, I want hurdle like the conversation starts with hurdle.
2: But but for for Puck guys question about if the Sharks somehow pull it off, you'd see like LeBanc hurdle wouldn't go. That's that's the somehow (laughs) wouldn't pull it off. But I think
0: LeBanc would be part of that. Yeah, I I, I, if you're able to do uh, a pick in LeBanc over to to Columbus for him. I could see that and it would probably you're not show...
1: getting, you're getting you're not... plus plus like you're sending right. Merkley. You're you like, you're, you, if oh, you're yeah. sending Lebank, you are sending, if if you're sending LeBank plus, it's going to be Lebank. it's going to be Merkley. It's going to be, you know, there's, there's going to be a price to pay if you're not moving someone else off the roster. There's going to so be far, a significant though, um, price I, to I pay. I would
2: do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, just...
1: probably I would too, to be honest, but um, I don't know. I just like, Never say never, but I I just, I can't see the Sharks being, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It makes, like, the Sharks are in such a weird place right now. I, just, I don't know what this team is. Yeah.
0: And the tough and part, that's the problem. And the tough part is is also you also have the, the modified no trades. I mean, Hurdle has a modified no trade. He has a three-team list. So, most likely, that's LA, Anaheim, Vegas. That's going to happen. Evander Kane... Has a, th- a three team list that he can be traded to, uh, as King's well. Not, yeah, exactly. You Kane's know, not going to Columbus. You, you mean good good luck trying to find on the list that says Columbus. I I can't see it happening. But just a just a thought, you know, uh, of uh, you know arm armchair GM on that one because I thought, man, oh man, there. <laughs> The, this is going to heat up and last thing you want is, is like LA or Anaheim to, to grab him and be in division. I mean, knowing our luck, you know, and somehow magically, you know, Vegas gets them out of nowhere. They don't have the cap space. No, they don't yeah. have the cap space, but I mean, it's like everybody gets, just gets to go to Vegas. It seems like, so
1: I don't think Vegas, like, no, Vegas, I'm not worried about Vegas, but LA or, or Anaheim like that, that's problematic going forward because both of those teams are both of those teams are coming up sooner than later, and I think LA is going to come up really quick. Like LA is going to surprise a lot of teams in the next, maybe even just as few as two years.
0: Very quickly, very quickly for sure. Satan uh, chiming in: Sharks better not trade any more first round picks for a couple of years. Uh, completely agree. <laughs> AJ saying the only way DW trades for Dubois is if he wins a Norris Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, uh, so, you, you know, sure. That wasn't Shatan. Uh, that's <laughs> right. It could be mirror Shatan. My bad, my bad. No, he's Satan. I, <laughs> I have a deal with the devil. Uh, uh, he, he, he loves Ian. So absolutely. Uh, again, can't see it happening. I, I can't see it. Like I,
1: again, because the, 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 the big problem is I don't know what this team is. I don't know what it's supposed to be like under current construction, I have no idea what this team is. None. And that makes it very hard to like be like, well, this move makes sense if, because I don't know what this team's supposed to be.
2: And that's the scary thing. We're at the point in the NHL where the the bad teams, unless you're Detroit last season, the bad teams aren't bad teams. Mm-hmm. They're just indecisive teams right right? and nobody can afford to be that way anymore and and that's what the sharks are unfortunately right now they're not a bad team they're just they're not as good as a lot of the other teams and they need to figure out whether they can be or not because luckily we don't get paid to figure out
0: those decisions (laughs) (laughs) true seriously seriously so that i think will do it Uh, For us, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on TealTownUSA.com or your favorite podcatcher. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, subscribe to it. Uh, Hey, subscribe to our SoundCloud. Uh, Of course, you can catch us on Spotify, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, and always available at TealTownUSA.com. So with that, we'll bring a close to it. Our next game will be Sunday uh, against Minnesota, it is a pucknologist takeover as it's the only Sunday game on the schedule this year. Uh, wow! Yeah, go figure. So the pucknologist crew of AJ Jerk and Rocket, uh, I would assume, will all uh, be a part of that. Uh, indeed, they'll have breakdown everything, including NBCSN getting shut down. <laughs> just, just when you, th- just when you thought. You know the NHL is going to get a really big TV deal. They have competition for it and everything. And then the reports come out that NBCSN is going to shut down by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, another victim, right? Like it's just another victim of the things that are going on. Like summer hockey was not a ratings hit at all. Like it did really bad on. It didn't do. It didn't do. It did not do it did not do good. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't like. I don't think it was completely abysmal, but it wasn't good um, for as far as numbers. go, I thought the I mean, the hockey was fine. Just the 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 view, the viewership, the, the advertising dollars, uh, the Olympics getting pushed hurt things um, for them. <laughs> I mean, it looks like. It looks like for 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 something. I, it's probably good we talked about this for a second because uh, you know a lot of people are like, oh, what's what does that mean for for the sharks? And it's like it has nothing to do with the regional sports networks. So they're they're fine. Um, it just sounds like things going to go to USA and it's and obviously they're leveraging their streaming their streaming platform, screaming <laughs> their streaming platform, Peacock. So I think you're going to see. Peacock.
0: Like, We're <laughs> screaming at you. <laughs> their screaming platform. That's our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean it is a concern because you know i think a lot of people were hoping for that hockey related revenue from the tv deal and having it be a multiple tv deal with whether it's going to be nbc with espn or with fox um you know and it's a, and it's a tough one because it's like now what happens i mean you don't have a competition for it uh It depends on what their
1: plan is, right? Because, I mean, I think a lot of their their shift right now is to shift a lot of stuff to the USA network, which is already in a lot of homes. So, I mean, if if it's something to try and build that network up a little bit, like, it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Personally, I think a lot of this is going to get shifted to their streaming platform, because that's just the way things are going. But it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and if it's, it's, uh, you know... If it's NBC in USA with Peacock, or ESPN with ESPN Plus, or
1: who knows, you I mean, know Fox, Fox might make a play for it. Yeah, and we, there's we don't know.
0: There's talk that Fox was you know going to go in it, but you know, I and mean, you're going you're going to more TVs. I mean, in Davalos, thank you. NBC is still going to bid. They're likely going to revamp USA Network, right. which is in 86 million homes as opposed to NBCSN was 80.
1: Right. And that's and that's the thing, right? Like, it's I'm not we don't know what NBC's restructuring is going to look like. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, if they try to use it to try and leverage up USA Network or, you know, again, and, you know, or or, you know, to boost up their streaming service or a combination of the two. It's too early to tell.
0: Yeah. And and for that matter, I mean, I, I think I posted in the DMs today, guys, you know, USA Network actually had. The rights to the NHL games in the early and mid-80s. Uh, before they went to ESPN for a couple of stints. And then Sports Channel America for like a year or two. So it's not normal. I mean, it's not, you know, not unique that it would go to USA. Um I kind of look at it as like how the NBA has TNT as, in, in their cable deal. So. That's
2: really where that's really where they're going with it, I
0: think, because NBC is
2: universal. NBC mm-hmm. Universal has been looking to revamp USA for years and years. And at the same time, Turner was looking to revamp TNT for the longest time. And I think TNT has kind of been on the uprise the last about two years. And I think NBC's looking at, OK, if they can do that, it's
0: our turn now.
2: So yeah. I think that's part of it. Yeah,
0: and, and I know AJ's been throwing this around the Canada sports uh, on the USA Network. What a tagline. So, <laughs> uh, it would be nice if they could just you just borrow like, you know, Duffy and Drager and, you know, it'll be Baba interesting Kensing because over... they're
1: national, the US national games on Wednesday night and USA already airs wrestling on Wednesday night. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there.
0: Yeah, and that that's going to be Interesting. Uh, how that will work out and for that matter if they do do like multiple spots which i think they were i mean you could you could see you know wednesday night hockey still being on usa or maybe having it go over to like espn or fox uh all i hope is that it hopes you know i hope for more more games more coverage of the league and and more importantly more hrr that's desperately needed so uh that'll bring a close to it uh kevin thanks for joining us thanks for filling us in on the on the cuda hopefully there's an in the reef coming but uh understand if uh you know nick Nolenberg is not feeling great but uh your final thoughts and where the people can find you
2: i uh, can find me at kevin lacy 22 on most social media platforms and hopefully on in the reef very soon Uh, The Barracuda are back in action on Wednesday against Tucson at the TCC. So uh, they after after three games in four nights, the Barracuda have a little bit of a break and and see where where they're at. Um, So, yeah, uh, just I'll be tweeting about
0: it, guys. We look forward to it and we look forward to uh, having a little more coverage for you on the Barracuda. Indeed. So thank you, Kevin. Ian. Up in the Great White North, it is great to see you again. As always, uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Uh,
1: final thoughts. I mean, I don't know. I pretty much covered everything there is to say. Better <laughs> team won tonight. That's all there is to it. The team who played better won. Um, the it is the way it is. Uh, you can find me at Ian Blogs Hockey on the Twitter machine, um, where I'm trying to be a little more active uh, now that the season's underway. In, We got things going on again, and I'm
0: hoping to be on here as much as I can. We appreciate it, and we hope that you both of you are uh, indeed as key pieces to this team. I appreciate you both. Uh, I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. It's a Pucknologist takeover on Sunday night following the Sharks and Wild, uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, The game is at, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it still 5 o'clock, boys? Uh, I haven't or... even looked. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the thing is that we're so used to not looking and seeing what's going on, you know, uh, and of course my apps. Yeah,
2: like the Barracuda game today at three o'clock. I thought it was at six. Oops.
1: There was there was actually for, for the guys just a little behind the scenes. I was supposed to be on a show sooner than this, <laughs> <Yes>. but <laughs> I looked at my phone. I was at work. I look at my phone and there's notifications from the game and I'm like oh no
2: <laughs> so oh no no I was supposed no to be no on no I was supposed to be on
1: sooner and i was like oh no and as, yeah i was I, cause I thought the game was later i'm like oh yeah i'll get home watch the game get on the show it's gonna be fantastic no nah, the game was over before
0: i left work <laughs> of course. it happens it happens you can
2: say that the game is on at 7 p.m in some time zone <laughs> yes. in some, yeah exactly <laughs> uh,
0: so sharks and wild going out again on sunday at 5 p.m so in the middle of a conference championship game of football there will be hockey so uh jessica is saying long live the turtleneck thanks ian and kevin yeah whatever uh okay oh there we go nice job tonight puck guy yeah no aol woohoo so uh shatan wants to show us his tattoo on discord Same.
1: Like, I, I need you to understand okay. that it's Satan, it's... and he is my biggest follower.
0: Okay, so Satan wants to show off his Jesus tattoo on Discord. Uh, if you want to head over to the Discord, we'll have some fun over there. Uh, do that. We'll be back with you Sunday night with the Pucknologist Takeover on After Dark. And until then, I am at puckeye 14 Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you Sunday night.